one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamplot and Michael Sidgwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by the Dadleys to look ahead to Dynamite tonight. And will they have learned from last week's mistakes, do you think, Sige? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. In general, I'm in a mood with this promotion right now. Mm. I'm just in a mood with it. Um... A few glittering weeks after Revolution convinced me that the power was back. And then there's just things that Tony Khan, I'm learning, will never stop doing. That's just like really just annoying us. Like unfocused, convoluted storytelling repeated across the card where we saw it with um, the JAS and the Acclaimed. And now he's doing it in an albeit better way with Jarrett, FTR, Mark Briscoe, and. Like he's doing like can they coexist stuff and why are they having matches together when it's inevitably not going to go well? <laughs> it's the one thing we didn't want to happen. I feel like these endless alliances to put off matches, it's not building my interest in the matches. It's just allowing him to procrastinate from booking them so he can give himself loads and loads of room to play with and fill out the next however many weeks and even months of television. And it's a bit corny. It's getting really corny at this mm. point. Like, Keith Lee <laughs> has made friends with Adam Cole and Dustin Rhodes separately months after he should have just worked Swerve Strickland. Mm. I just don't understand. They do another one on Rampage, aren't they? Like, oh, he's teaming with Gold, uh, with uh, Dustin on uh, on Rampage this week. And you and I immediately, when that happened, went, what could possibly go wrong there? <laughs> I'm just, I'm, and, you know, this worked shoot edgelord pillars feud has Started brilliantly and they've lost the entire plot. Um, QTV sucks. There have been more bad TNT title reigns than good ones. Even good Jericho is inessential Jericho and we get good Jericho about half the time. That half, the good half has happened over the past three weeks, but still not out to get jazzed about. Just feels like very unfocused, convoluted, and it's such a pattern of Tony Khan's now 
that when collision comes, is he going to distribute these rosters and give us more of the good, lean, focused stuff? Or is he just going to raid GCW guys to work Jericho and Punk and Hobbs on Saturdays and then they barely wrestle or interact and then these weird alliances form and and you run into plot holes because like, right, okay, why aren't you saving him? Mm. Why aren't you saving her? Because you should be, because it makes sense. Ah, he's written himself into one million corners as Tony Khan with his tropes and... I know, it just feels like everything... It's a bit WrestleMania 2000 mm. Everything's multi-person. I just want some focus and some hatred and some real animosity. Urgency as well. Urgency, yes. Yeah. Uh, thank goodness for Orange Cassidy, who we'll get to in a little while. Um, but I, I, I want to get your thoughts on this because I already know what's coming from Sidge. Uh, we've got the Tony Khan... Not huge. And we hear from Tony Khan tonight. Yeah. And we sense... It's around the four pillars stuff. They alluded to it. If you haven't watched Rampage, which about two-thirds of you <laughs> at this point do not, they mentioned on Rampage in passing that Tony Khan was not happy about the events of last week's Dynamite main event, mm. which, if you do did not watch, MGF clocked Jack Perry, thus allowing um, Samuel Guevara <laughs> to win via countout. We know that Tony Khan from Friday's Rampage isn't happy with that. And he is presumably, that's what he's going to address when we hear from someone who shouldn't be on television, quite frankly, because he's worse than Linda McMahon. Yeah, I feel like we've, you've said the phrase Jack Tony a lot more in recent months than, than necessary. But yeah, what do you make of... Because it's a weird, because normally... We'd be bouncing, looking at this card, we'd be bouncing in. There's championship matches, Jeff Jarrett's in action. You've got Omega and Takeshita tagging against Butcher and the Blade. It's it's surreal to be coming in here and being like, oh, dynamite. Well, well I'm not, right? Like, I don't disagree with anything Cedric said. And yet, I feel like this dynamite is an exhibition of just about everything they're getting right, with one exception. Unfortunately, the one exception is everything to do with the world title. Yeah, maybe that's Like, it. I'm looking at this card, and everything I'm into, everything on this card virtually is. Oh, well, like, they're kind of nailing the idea of Jade and Tyre, so tonight's the match. Adam Cole responding is what you want because it drives the story forward. We want to know what his emotional reaction is. The individual matches, the Jarrett Dax match, the Golden Brothers, uh, Butcher and Blade tag match, the Orange Cassidy title defense. See, so these are things that are absolutely cooking in Dynamite, like all of them, and you're getting, like, all of them tonight. Mm. But the world title, as it should leads proceedings in a wrestling company. And last week, I think I didn't realize this personally. I think I was doing a little bit more bargaining with this feud than I realized. And it was laid bare just how much I was doing when they took a misstep. I think I was like, yeah, I want the Derby match, but the four-way is good for this reason and this reason and rewarding your investment and showing you, as well as telling you, probably telling you too much, telling that you. if you... <laughs> Last, if you stay the course with this promotion and there's four guys you love right now, in four years' time, they could be in a world title feud. And that's the point of all of this because you're supposed, even without rankings, you're supposed to be rising up them. When that got exposed last week, and it was exposed, um, it kind of like put a downer on that. And I think that's putting a downer on the promotion because I do genuinely feel like this dynamite is incredible without it. Like it's just, most of it is in like sort of in league with where you think the pay-per-view is going, mm -hmm. where double or nothing is being lined up for, like most of the matches relate to that. When they don't, it's a Jade Cargill and Orange Cassidy title match where these champions have 
um, challenges that they've got, like they've, uh, title reigns that they've got to defend at this point, like they've got real prestige, Orange Cassidy especially. I think it's my joint favourite title reign in wrestling next to Gunther's. Um, and at this point, Jade's streak. It doesn't feel under pressure, truthfully, with Tyre, but that match has been interesting from the off. I've told you the result because you can't use Jade. Yeah, like, but the, the pairing has looked interesting yes. from the off. You kind of wanted to see that. But this Tony Khan thing, to, to sort of actually answer your question, is uh, the worry for me here is that every time Tony Khan has appeared in a whale here from, in a big announcement, in these things, which at this point... I think like some of the cynics amongst us were saying it all along, but at this point it is sometimes used to draw a number and it is, yeah. what's the big announcement? And the last one was massive, it was Wembley. The one before that was All Access, which was massive in a certain context. You know, people can debate how valid these, the billions are. I forgot are. about that because I thought, I, I remember that as, oh, Adam Cole's going to wrestle. Yeah, so, like people can debate like how sort of valuable, how valid the billing of massive announcement will hear from, major announcement, all this sort of stuff. But in the context of AEW, Tony Khan, the businessman, believes this to be massive, and I will buy that. If he uses a, a wheel here from tonight as a storyline driver, I think it crosses a line. I can never remember the time, because it's not even his picture on the graphic. Mm. That feels like something. Maybe I'm coping here. Like That feels like he never wants to put his face on there as a boring, generic authority figure. And yet, that's potentially what he's going to do with this four pillars thing, and just don't book that. If you find yourself in a position where, well, it's no choice, guys, I'm sorry, you're at the meeting with Keaty Marshall and Christopher Daniels and Jerry and Lynn and whoever else, and you sat around the table going, look, there's no choice here. I'm going to have to play the authority figure. Book something else. Yeah. Arrive at the four pillars match a different way. That's at the exact point of the story where when you were doing it backwards, you go, oh, well, we don't want to put ourselves in that cul-de-sac, so let's go down another avenue instead. And yet we, and yet here we are. So yes. I'm quite nervous about that. I'm it's, nervous. He's clearly going to do an action replay angle and Jesus Christ have you not seen the absolute st- I will bury this if it happens this is a preemptive burial I'm just connecting some dots here because of what was said on Rampage and I just never got the feeling that oh right Jungle Boy's out and they're doing MJF Derby I just never got that feeling because they've invested so much in the four pillars I thought I knew it was like a fork in the road I will bury it again tomorrow so forgive me for repeating myself but the idea that in of all promotions, AEW, that used to be so nice and so clean, is going to do action replay. I can't stand for that. It's like, well, look at one in every three or four of your matches. Mm. I'm actively annoyed, especially if there's yet more interference on this show. It's, a, it's the branding. That re- I think there's a huge difference here. We didn't get a will here from Tony Khan. Tony Khan has a major announcement when the tournament itself was announced. Oh, yeah? Because that's how AEW does it. I've spoken with Tony Khan. Tony Khan has told me. Tony Schiavone on the microphone says, we've just got word from Tony Khan. That's how it's done when it's not a a graphic. Mm. The graphic, like, I saw this graphic before, like, or I saw it before me and Sidra talked about the Rampage thing. I didn't know that there was this reference to... And I think forget about Rampage this week. That was it. I just forgot to get round to it. And then me and you on the news were talking about it, and I was like, well, it's a graphic. Surely it's about collision. He does these for business stuff. And then we all have a fight on Twitter as to whether or not it was valid. But the aftermath is, oh, that, remember when like we first heard about Collision? It was when Tony Khan did a big announcement. And I'd not once considered it would be a storyline thing mm. because we've heard Tony Khan and storylines loads. And it's never been promoted. It's never been billed like this. Yeah, when me and Sid were talking about this on the Rampage Review, and again, preemptive burial, it might not be this. Uh, the thing I said to Sid was, well, if he's going to do an action replay angle for that, maybe you should do it for when Don Callis won Kenny Omega the world title. That's a proper WWE, this one tiny thread. 
fix the whole thing apart. Yeah. Like that. And we could do that every week on a Raw SmackDown. And like, you don't want to be doing that in AEW. Has this overshadowed what should be a really fun match between Guevara and Darby Allen with the weird sort of, uh, we're friends, but we're both manipulating each other with, with Sammy and MJF. It seems relatively predictable. Darby Allen obviously is the babyface wins and goes on to face MJF. Uh, at the paper, if they are doing the one-on-one match, but has this sort of overshadowed all that? Yeah, of course. This has taken such a dip, this build. I do not know what they are thinking. They have allowed the three of them, because MGF's a pro, he's got a great grasp of his character. He's not above a work shoot, but he can at least do them well or convincingly. Protected that one last year. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And... I don't know what Alan Guevara and Perry are thinking. They look like little boys in that ring talking immature, like low-hanging fruit. It's anti-star-making stuff, and they are telling you that they are already stars enough to main event a pay-per-view. Again, tell, don't show. It's kind of a load of bollocks. Like Guevara certainly isn't there for me. It's They look like teenagers on 4chan in there. <laughs> And that's kind of my least favorite person uh, ever. <laughs> so I last week was a disaster. And again, I th- as I said on last week's preview, and I, look, I will get happy about some of the things we are about yeah. to look into momentarily. But you can't, on the worst possible night for the storyline, like hint that this storyline is taking a different direction in a better one, because it isn't. I'm fairly certain they're going to do an instant replay here. That was everything that was alluded to on Rampage. That the promo last week reminded me of, it's sort of the the similarities, but it's also the antithesis of when WWE guys go, I've read your Wikipedia page, Michael Sidgwick, and you're a six-time IC champion, four-time <laughs> tag team champion, but it doesn't matter because I'm going to be the world champion on Sunday or whatever. But it was, uh, I've read your Wikipedia page, and you're uh, allergic to cheese. It's like pointing out all the all the faults that people have and why they shouldn't be in a title match. Completely without, you know, you always say the best promo is sort of like you're burying your opponent, but you're also subtly putting them over. Jem Jeff has been doing the entire yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. That was, I think that was the problem last I week. I think Darby tried to get over, like, Sammy's insanity and how they both kind of like to bring it out of one another, which, again, is half-decent promotion. But he buried Jungle tonight. Boy at the same time. At least I respect him more than you. Yeah. Like, oh, so you've, oh, like, there, there went that. It, it just felt like three amateurs who don't know what they're doing. Darby Allen, you're an arsehole uh, in reality. You're in the California clique, and Sammy Guevara is Sammy Guevara. Doesn't deserve to be there. Yeah. Jericho, hanger on. Yeah, That should be ace. Should be yeah. insane. If, any, if last week's is any indication. At this point, my expectations have been lowered wildly. I would rather see these guys. If their ceiling is 2019, and I don't think Derby's is, but if their ceiling is 2019 dumb stuff where you completely wreck your bodies, let's do that tonight if you want. One more note of concern, mm-hmm. a note of caution before... We uh, get to what looks like an in and of itself really good card. It's that I'm fairly certain as of last week's Observer, they'd shifted around about 3,500 tickets for like a monster basketball-sized arena. So I've got significant concerns about the atmosphere, the tarp, the lighting, that, hey, guys, here's the nice wide shot of the arena. And if you can see the ring in the bottom corner of your screen, because we can't shoot the other half of the arena, <laughs> no, you didn't. There's loads of fans there. Loads. Who do you think wins then? Um, There's a bit of me that thinks Sammy, and then they do the whole, actually. I think Sammy wins by DQ. 
So yeah. they've done it by like I think they're like the MJF set something up where and he puts the no spike count outs or DQs in the match. Yeah, so he puts <laughs> like he slides in the spiked skateboard and the referee thinks Darby's used it or something. Sammy does the Eddie Guerrero lying down, whatever. They orchestrate a DQ and then you've had a DQ and a count out. The ugliest of things in AEW to get these two pretend friends into their match together and Tony Khan undoes the whole thing and says, no, not like this. But why would we hear from him now if that hasn't happened? Yeah. He's got previous with that as Tony, though. Is oh we're gonna hear from this act on dynamite and then we hear from them in response to something that happened on dynamite. Well how how do you know? Mm. Well that, well you, you see the, know? that's why I want it to be separate, right? Because I think the we'll hear from is gonna be just like FTRs. Like Tony Khan's about to say something, but then Renee inter- interrupts him and says, oh, Look at the screen. Your close confidant, Chris Jericho, has been attacked. And Tony Khan runs off to the nearest medical office. And inside, just like last week, Jeff Jarrett's already there. And he becomes Tony Khan's newest close confidant. <laughs> uh, just to close off this loop, because it's bothering me, you're not allergic to cheese. No. What's your favorite cheese? You know what I absolutely love? Something that you probably can't get in Asda. You can get it in Asda. All right, okay. You can get it in Asda. It's available in all, uh, available in all good supermarkets. <laughs> just, just like Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AW That's is right, available, available on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> get the plug in. And you can, like, it's very versatile. Goes with a whole range of dipping sauces. It almost doubles as, like, a vehicle for, like, marinades and dips and sauces. Such a versatile cheese. Halloumi. Oh, I do like halloumi. I love fried halloumi cheese. Yeah. Is it okay to love halloumi fries? Because that's. I think they're overrated. (sighs) That's like my first try of halloumi, so of course you'd say that. (laughs) But let's get the the real thing. What did the cheese say when it saw itself in the mirror? Halloumi. Right, let's talk about (laughs) (laughs) pill matches. It's because we've done this the wrong way around. We've done this before the NXT yeah. interview. And yeah. I've got Your head's not right, is yeah. it? Yeah. Um, Orange <laughs> blue cheese as well. Craft mm. cheese slices for me. He's not even joking. Get the whole pack and then just eat them like one, well, or like between. Like a literal Homer Simpson Yeah, joke. I was about to say, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Under slice of American cheese. Bad <laughs> got it, got it like, <laughs> got it like the, uh, the bread section and buy a nice, um, like, like mini size bloomer sort of thing. Danish. Cut the end off, pull out the bread from the inside and just hoil the 10 slices in and then just... Oh, I mean, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's really good. If you, you want to do get, it? Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, dude. Get like a Cumberland sausage from the deli counter as well, put them can't together. Can't do that anymore. Well, not in Tesco's and Gateshead, you can't. But like Cumberland sausage like 150, the craft cheese slice about 80 pence, the bread's 30. Like you've got yourself you a see, meal. See, the Tories were right. You can feed your family on a budget. You were going to feel like sick with how full you are if you. Eat no, I'm not going to do it though. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> Sleepiest I am. I'm on these podcasts as if I've had one there for me dinner in the upstairs bit <laughs> where I eat privately. We do it here. We I. <laughs> you know, the little room next to the gaming studio. Like every now and then, but it's only like Scott and Josh that walk past me, and they're probably worse than me. So don't judge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Give that a go. <laughs> Don't tell anybody you've done it because you've got a better reputation we'll than me for your food. Done it. Jesus Christ. Uh, never never in front of my kids. Try some halloumi. They mate. think I'm an adult. It's a nice little starter, like uh, even a sweet chili sauce. I like halloumi. Yeah. I think I'll just, oh. I'm not going to get it for me dinner. I'm going to get craft cheese, slices, bread, and a Cumberland sausage. <laughs> Let's talk the championship matches tonight. Sorry for being the man on the street. 
Is it? Is this twentieth defense for Orange Cassidy? I think they said on Rampage. Where Class against Bandido. That's class two. I can believe a near fall here. I think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. The the name change is doing a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of the drama here because in my head canon, you can create a new identity around the belt, the international title, the name of which is just weird. It's just <laughs> weird, yeah. and it always was. And I think it speaks to how awesome Cassidy is that. I've just gone along with it the whole time because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's a stupid name for a bell, but Orange Cassidy rules as a champion. It's the wrestling rule about getting used to everything. Getting used to everything and anything. Don't say Dolph Ziggler. No, no, no. But, like, Thank you. ultimately, if, like, it becomes real to you, like, this reign yeah, has yeah, done, yeah. you don't care. Yeah, exactly. Like, you yeah, really yeah. don't care. But in my head canon, international, without marginalizing these talents, it gives them a platform um, much like the old Intercontinental title did. We did a podcast about this at the time. Yeah. Um, so it's something that Bandido could hold, defend against Roosh. I love him, but I hope he doesn't. I, I want OC to hold this for, probably to the pipe, to be honest. I think he's going to win. Yeah. I, that's the joy of this. The longer it goes on, the more he sells the injuries, yeah. the more he sells the wear and tear. Or he transforms, it transforms into 2019 Adam Cole. Yeah, basically. With the tape hanging off. <laughs> like, Every single visual reminder, every single bit of emoting, every single bit of selling is going to underscore that his days as champion are numbered, and there's a load of drama in that story. Orange Cassidy and what he's doing might be my favorite thing in AEW right now. Mm. And it's that oddly not helping the pillars thing because he's the real pillar, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, even more than the elite thing, which I don't know if we'll get, we'll get a chance to get onto it, but I think even more than the elite thing, which I have actual problems with, I think Cassidy's run as it's just nice in it. Mm. Just a fight, proper. Proper. a fighting babyface champion, like the ones I watched when I was a Ben. Just doing some awesome different matches, of which I expect this to be um, fantastic. Mm. This is a man so good at his craft, so good at storytelling, so good at the week to week, so good at everything he does one week, logically. This week logically preceded what happened last week. Like, it's the best. And <laughs> he's had great, great, great matches with opponents who I think are inferior to a wrestler of Bandido's talents. Yeah. Lucha Cassidy tonight <sighs> is going to be amazing, and we know he can do it. I think this match is, it's got a ceiling of just incredibly fun and nice to just watch. Just some nice friggin' fiction to just get yourself into, which personally, after eight months of this, these dickhead nihilist edgelords who are like, what would wrestling be without CM Punk? Well, I'll tell you, okay? Between January 4th, 2017, and February 29, 2020, it was better across New Japan and AEW than it kind of ever was when he was in it. My personal opinion. So that's what wrestling would look like without CM Punk in it, lads. That's how it would look like. And I've just been unable to get on terms with wrestling as fiction because the backroom dramas Mm. in both promotions that we cover are so much more interesting. Cassidy's been the guy who for 15 minutes I can just get lost in his work. And it's just wrestling's better than gossip. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not a loser who has to spend all of his days online waiting for a crumb of a rumor, <laughs> just ready to do a meme about it and to is sort of reprieve from my otherwise miserable life. Like, I just like watching things that I like, personally. I'd rather be invested wholly in the fiction. I think when it, like, when my personal AW peak um, 
in the summer of 2021 was because the backstage didn't matter anymore because you didn't need to think about... Just the massive irony of CM Punk being... Sorry, I'm interrupting you. The massive irony of CM Punk being drawn to this promotion in the first place because it was a happy, mm. content, yeah. tight-knit locker room that didn't ruin the fun. Uh-huh. And he wanted to be part of that on screen as much as that character of like, mm. it's great here. Eh? And I'm getting my fitness back. Like, that character in itself was what you were buying into most of all. Um, I love this match. It's the, at this point, it feels old hat to, like, fantasy book the Orange Cassidy spots because we know what they are and he does them anyway and they're all class. Um, I want, I, I, I remain just in awe of Orange Cassidy being the workhorse champion. I think that's genius. Yeah. Every week, with every title defense, he's my wrestler of the year on consistency base. I think wow. him and, I, I keep going him and Gunther 1-1-A. He just defends the title more than Gunther. That's all he's got over him. But I feel just as much for the matches. Um, I love... Danielson, Cassidy and Omega for me. I lo- I lo- yeah, Omega's up there as well, I suppose, just on the sheer peaks. But I just love these. Like that Orange Cassidy. Obviously, I'm going to say the Jeff Jarrett match, but like away from that because it had a lot oh, less yeah. bells and whistles. The Orange Cassidy J Lethal match yeah. was fantastic. I missed more wrestling not making me feel like that match did for just for its own sake. There needs to be a bit in the in the fixtures company, there used to be a lot more of that. Draw me in for just 15 minutes yeah. and I'll worry about you know, we like at this point now, every week it's like, right, who's coming in at the end? What's this feeding into? I just want the the middle bit a bit more. Yeah. I just yeah. want I just want the craft cheese slices and Cumberland sausage a bit more, and that's what like these sort of Orange Cassidy matches are. And Bandido for me teases the possibility of Vikingo and Commander. And God damn it, the four way. Let's have Orange Cassidy have to take on all three at once. Yeah. At this point, is Pack is it's another Pack match where this ends. I feel like title for title against MJF would be the most awesome and cruelest outcome for this title reign as Cassidy comes in with every body part hanging off him, and MJF just picks the bones. I, there's so many cool ways to end this run. Miro, you've got a place that you can yeah. move him to if, if there's issues backstage. I kind of forget to fantasy book him nowadays, but yeah. Oh, he's dying. I don't... I don't yeah. OC protects prefer not to you. speak about Miro. <laughs> if, I <laughs> speak, if, if I speak... Just do business, man. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the night. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, let's switch gears now to the TBS title. Jay Cargill versus Ty of Valkyrie. Uh, a good challenge for Jay Cargill here, but you've pointed out from very early on, they've kind of shown you the result because... Ty Valkyrie can't use Jaded or Road to Valhalla or whatever you want to call it. There's so much legal administration in AEW between Matt Hardy and Smart Mark Sterling. I find it so lame. I've never liked it. It barely makes sense in the context of what AEW is to me. Um, Do you not just have talent contracts between Tony Khan, AEW, and the talent? That's just it. At this point, if you're an AEW wrestler that doesn't read the small print, you're stupid by default. It's like somebody competing for the world heavyweight title. You're a complete and utter idiot. They could be saying anything in these contracts. How are these contracts sanctioned by Tony Khan? Yeah. It's stupid. It's so beneath the best of this promotion. It makes me angry. It really does. And look, there's going to be spot here, provided they lay it out well enough. And I think they will, where you're going to get a really good near fall because the idea is, because it's the right to Valhalla. Road to Valhalla. Whatever is, you know, verboten that when she hits it, it's like, well, the reason why they're trying to outlaw it is because they're scared of it, and that means you're going to get a title change. and they'll, be, they'll do one, like, there's a minimum of one really cool thing in this match. But again, complicated, overcomplicated. Why overcomplicate something so beautifully simple? That is where I'm at with AEW right now. And, you know, I've talked a lot in the past about Deft, Dovetailing, Pukin. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I've encouraged them. I doubt it. But... Do that when it suits it. Sometimes life is beautifully simple and art is beautifully simple. You ever see My Neighbor Totoro? No. Like, oh, beautiful story that is. And it's just something that my bloody kids enjoyed and I enjoyed it as well. Sometimes things should be bloody simple. Why overcomplicate the really hard bit as well? The really hard bit here was getting people to buy a threat to Jade Cargill's title in a really inspired bit of matchmaking. Oh, Christ! There's someone overflowing with confidence who's got a power game. Mm. Let's program her against Jade. Why can't that simple sporting crux of these two performers being really equal to one another, especially when you've struggled? And it's more smart Mark Sterling, small print contract stuff, and why the contract's there. It's a complete load of total bollocks where, again, it's like the, the instant replay. You pick a part at this... And it exposes everything. Uh, the match, yeah. I think, will be loads of fun, but I'm just worried about when the ref's getting bumped. It's annoying that they've... like You know, the match could be great on the night, and then the argument the next day is, well, they didn't blow it because the match was great. But you have to ask yourself how much you've enjoyed the story on the way. I, The hottest I was for this match was the first night. Yeah. It became clear it was going to happen when they did the bait and switch with yeah. the Canadian local... Um, who was it? The legendary Nicole Matthews. Nicole Matthews, thank you. Forgot her name. And, you know, they treat with as much sin as I just did there. So it's okay. <laughs> um, aye, that was the hottest it's ever been. And that's the worst way around. It's that WWE thing where it's like, right, you've established the heat. Now you're just going to repeat it every yeah, yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. really sad for this match that I do think we'll deliver on the night. Uh, Jade wins. I haven't checked the health of this wrestler, but that excuse that was used for months and months and months about why Jade wasn't getting a story was at the saving it for Chris Statlander. Yeah. I think that is tonight. Really? It becomes a big talking point tomorrow. She stands on the stage or she runs in to make a save. It's nothing big, but the idea is that Statlander is back. That's double or nothing. And it, you see it visually 
when Jade has had physically her toughest test. So she is looking knackered for the first time. There's a sense of relief, as you have sometimes with the Jade Cargill title defences. Mm-hmm. Um, like the pay-per-view one, she always looks pretty goosed, and you're just thinking, oof, well, this is the closest anyone's ever come, and that's the closest, closest tonight. And then Statlander is back, and she's fully fit, and you're seeing, like, finally, this is that pay-per-view match that has been teased out and teased out, that injuries got in the way of, and this was the last delaying story before that. Well, before we move on... Time to play the game! Time to play the game! Ha ha ha! Hey, you know, if things go awry in WWE, Tamina could be all elite with her connections. So, uh, <laughs> look forward to that. Saturday night's alright for fighting for Tamina. Was that WrestleMania night one? It was. Was it? Yeah. No, it was night two, wasn't it? No, it was night, two, uh, night one where she was... Like at 37 where she's she born was. born to work on a Saturday. Yeah. Not a Monday, ever. No. Collision's top star, Demina. Yeah. Uh, Suddenly, like, she's going to need one segment. Collision's not getting two. Yeah. Before we get to the uh, name of the game, Zidge, what's, uh, what's the aim of the game here? The aim of the game is to identify to the hour, minute, and second the first time you hear the first note of the first woman to appear in her entrance theme so that we can... Italicize, underline, and put in bold the apathetic token, total pathetic lack of parity at the rotten core of this women's division. And more uh, accurately, the promotion and booking and approach to it. They do not care. They could just hoy an outcast squash on this show. Or they could just think things through and do something more interesting. Yeah, granted. (laughs) Uh, That's the aim of the game. The name of the game. As well, this is ladies' name. I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Thanks, as always. What a night. And what a night time. <laughs> Thanks, as always, to uh, Jose Palomares and Adam Blair for taking care of the... Um, Data. Yeah, for this. Uh, the standings are as follows. Adam Wilborn, one correct answer in the entire of 2023. Michael Sidgwick, four after last week, correct answers this year. Michael Hamper, five correct guesses this year. Um, which means we get the dream. No, no offense, Hamlet. No, yeah. But I do prefer when Sidge wins because I know that next week we kind of get a bit of a, a leg pre- up. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. Yeah. For how, this, on the inside. how this show's going to go. So, Sidge, over to you. When do you think Jade or Ty's music's going to hit? Well, two seconds. So I'm just going to set up the uh, my notes. Let me get my notes. <laughs> Uh, two points if you get that reference on Twitter. Um, <laughs> two seconds. Adam Wilborn. Terrible audio. It's fine. You're used to the fight feeds by now. <laughs> oh! Hey, fight are good. I think it's TBS. That's a problem. Yeah. Right, what does this show look like? I don't know what the obvious main event is. Hot opener. Yeah. It's a main event. I think the... Main event, realistically, we're thinking about the pillars thing. Hmm. I think they're gonna. Tr- I think they're gonna have a plot hole where um, they do. We hear from Tony Khan in response to something that happened in the first segment, even though that's <laughs> not right. <laughs> um, boom! Let's go ignite some fat cock and a flash of light. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the ball. Down a mine. Wednesday night, 
You know what that means? Back in my day, I heard that personal issues draw money. <laughs> I don't know how these goddamn nine man, ten man, eight man tags and Jared and FTR. How does that make money, Tony? How does that make goddamn money? I know how he can make money. Bill Watts once told me he can make a lot of money with an athletic big man. That's what Wednesday night means. Um, I'm kind of stumped here, fellas. <laughs> I think um, you had it right. I'm kind of stumped. I don't know, I'm not a plagiarist. <laughs> so, uh... Holy f***ing shit, Tony, it's the Midnight's. <laughs> oh, it's actually Darby <laughs> Allen's theme. All right. It just sounds, <laughs> just sounds remarkably similar to... FTRs. That's why I got that on. I understood that reference. If it was FTR ham flat, I'd go... <laughs> Sorry, Jim, I thought you were giving it the intro flourish that it has, you know, because it didn't just hit like that, does it? Granted. I can't sleep because my hand's on fire because <laughs> I'm jerking off on Twitter. <laughs> I fell into my car. I hate creeps and I hate liars. Tramway <laughs> Gabarit. <laughs> I can't sing that song It's all too young for this old okie uh, One hour Back to Back to basics Come on Tony Why's he only got a half his face painted? He's run out of paint Excalibur That thing he's riding is not the only thing that's bored right now <laughs> The show's just starting Jim Cheer up mate One hour Twenty-three. No, it's Jay. <laughs> Let's not be stupid now. She ain't got much time. One hour, tw- <laughs> one hour, twenty-six and eleven seconds. Mix up, really, didn't they? Yeah. It would have opened had it not been for that atrocity of a God, yeah. verbal sparring segment last week. And she's gonna get the top of the hour, I think. Ooh, and a woman just before it. Uh, well, we've made a lot of advances in this business, but we cannot rem- we can't forget well, how we got here through the blood of man. <laughs> Fifty-five minutes. Jezebel's running around. Ooh. God, damn man! Is that even picking up on the audio? I don't think it is. <laughs> uh, one hour. Oh, top of the hour. Do, 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 finish. Uh, Thirteen. Oh. Forty-two. Oh. Weird guess. Yeah, I, I was gonna. I was thinking leaning first hour, and then I was like, <laughs> um. <laughs> don't know what happened there. I like this one. <laughs> um. Speaking of things we like, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, uh, Dax Harwood. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Um, what could this be leading to? <laughs> <laughs> a really fabulous choice for a pay-per-view tag team title yeah. for FTR, ultimately. Um, I just think this is the best version of the you know the mix. But I like um, Cash Wheeler and 
Jay Lethal just isn't as interesting a pairing as these two in reality. Like, you know, one's managed to keep his podcast on the go, so there's a little bit of tension there because Dax thought, <laughs> it's not really for me that, whereas probably because he was competing in my world. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even mean Jeff's, I mean ours. Yeah, our world. You know, yeah. But um, I like Jeff's. The biggest snake in this Mark Briscoe thing is Jeff Jarrett because when you think about like how this group of villains have hitched their wagon to the Mark Briscoe trip. Well, his best friends, I think they said, on, yeah, on it's, uh, Rampage. It's a Jeff Jarrett move. Like, they love in AEW to play with the carny element. It's one of the reasons why this run has been so successful. Only one of them, Jeff Jarrett's awesome. But one of the reasons is because they've Jarrett knows what people think of him. He can't avoid it. It's been his life. And they've really used that very effectively in AEW. And I just think he's the tightest link to the Mark Briscoe element of this story. So I think it's smart to do the singles match. Uh, I, I think Jarrett might win. I agree. I think I think he hits him with it's a FTR in singles action. They have to lose. Well, yeah, I could do an instant replay because I'm assuming he's not going to pin him clean. It he's will be as a result of uh, interference. I want a guitar shot on Dax. I think a lot of people would be satisfied with that as well. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's me. That's me. That's not even Hamlet reaching across. I think a lot of people would be satisfied seeing Dax take the guitar at the head for the pin. Um... But you want Mark Briscoe out there, and then in that classic, I want it to be a real classic WCW Slapnuts guitar that just explodes into a million pieces of balsa wood because Jeff hurriedly trying to push those pieces of guitar out Bryce Remsburg going, what's that? <laughs> so Mark, oh, so I like Bryce Remsburg. Yeah. You know, I met him in real life, and he's like a hell of a nice guy. Did you? He'll never remember me in a million years. But he, and that probably speaks more to his character because I was like, if I'm, I'm probably still a nobody, but I was definitely a nobody when I met him, and he was just... So nice. That's good. Character of a man. But like Mark Briscoe for the last time needs to think that like Jarrett's still on the level. So like Jarrett's brushed away all the guitar stuff and then Mark's like, you won. Uh, fair enough, I suppose. And then it's after the fact that he realizes that Dax has been hit with a guitar and that's helped him make a choice and pick the right team, pick FTR. Yeah. Who do you think wins? Well, I don't want Dax Howard to lose. Where are we now? I don't want Dax, I don't... Dax Harwood, this is the f- second match he's had since winning the AEW World Tag Team title. God damn it, where I came Yeah, division's dead now, though, because the elite's uh, vanity. That used to mean something. It did used to mean something. So I just I hate that while we, we're here. Every now and then I try and keep perspective of the platonic ideal of this promotion. And, like, I used to call them win-its in WWE, <laughs> where if... There was so much new stink around everything. So many stupid things week after week. The worst of the end of Vince before the comeback. That used to call, oh, you know, the invisible camera's still there. You know, they're still 50-50 booking. They're the win-its. They're still there and still stink. Let's not ignore the win-its. What's win-its for people who are unaware? <laughs> Dangleberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry, it's disgusting. It's gross, isn't it? Win-its is a far... Yeah. I just hate how we've just so casually not even noticed how we've got here. Oh, yeah, Dax might lose. No, he's a champion. Yeah. He is losing for me. He could win. Cheat in plain sight of Mark Briscoe. You do FTR and Mark Briscoe versus Satnam, Jarrett, and uh, Lethal. And then you could pin... You could set up the tag match on the back of that. It's all very WWE. I don't like the story. I've I've changed my mind. I love the idea of Mark Briscoe being at the center. I like the again. I like the plotting. It's the same with the Elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. I like the way it's plotted, 
but I just feel the premise and the whole thing is so underbaked. Mm. I think Jarrett wins, and I think the floodgates have been opened now. That's it. They're going full WWE. So I'm going to say uh, Sanjay Dutt jumps up on the ring apron, text the ref. Cash Wheeler's like, get off there, you prick, right? And Mark Briscoe's like, gets in the ring, like, yeah, you should get out of there. And then in comes Jay Lethal and clobber hits Dax from behind with the Golden Globe, yes. right? But before he gets out of dodge, he goes, Mark chucks it to him. Mark's holding it. Cash is like, what the bloody hell's gone on there? You get the shot of Mark Briscoe holding, get the actual one again, not the gimmicked one that they've been using. Get See if that bloke will lend it you again. So then you get the image of Mark Briscoe holding the Golden, Glo- golden Globe, first of all. Oh, my God. Love that. Get that everywhere. And second of all, it's like, whose side are you really on, Mark Briscoe? Who's friend? And then Jeff Jarrett hits him with the, I don't know why he's already been hit with the Golden Globe, but he has to get him back up and hit him with a stroke, obviously. One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. Works for me. Yeah. Like, all of this works for me. <laughs> there as long is, as he wins, it works for me. Obviously, such a thing as Memphis fun. Yeah. Yeah. And Dax, massive stay, uh, tape geek, is going to try and have loads of fun putting this together. I think this is going to be a, a tremendous bit of business in and of itself. And, it, yeah, like it's just going to be really, really good. Worked punches out the ass. Oh, I feel like I need to, this afternoon... Just double check the most prominent, I would say it was from Raw from January 1995, but the most prominent Bret Hart, Jeff Jarrett exchange that Dax has probably watched and copied. So somebody can do a side-by-side video in the morning. The spot looks just the same. Charming for a bit. That wasn't it. For a bit. I think he's going to do the strut. And Even the... you, Team Punk, Bret Hart's favorite wrestler of all time, were like, thanks, Punk. <laughs> yeah. I think they're going to do a bit where Dax does this, because they did it in the Rampage thing, didn't they? Dax is going to do the strut, and Jarrett's going to be like, that's my thing. Bloody stop I'll be loads of smoke and mirrors yeah. and work w- punches. That would be Dax taken from Sean versus Jarrett. It's going to be very, very good pastiche. Mm. I, I really hope, in fact, that they try... That's the thing. It could go one of two ways. Either incredibly fun pastiche that knows what it is and it has its tongue in its cheek, or with loads of smoke and mirrors and Memphis daftness. Or you could have Dax Harwood try and do the purity of professional wrestling mm. and just work like an eight-minute TV match with Jarrett where they don't have to do a single high spot or not single, like, really complicated thing or a bit of irreverent. Jeff, love Jarrett, that. Jeff Jarrett's metaphor. Maybe they could do a bit of that and then the other. We did that. We will hear tonight from Adam Cole and also from TNT champion Wardlow. What well, do you think they're going to say? Wardlow and Cole. We're hearing from both of them tonight. Separately, obviously. Yeah. Wardlow is going to talk about Luchasaurus. And Adam Cole is going to talk about Chris Jericho. Yeah. Wardlow versus Christian Cage, right? If Luchasaurus is the TV level challenger, Christian Cage at the pave. Christian Cage building a match around doing everything possible to just ooze his way out of the predicaments that Wardlow's power could get him into. There's magic to be made there. There is. Like Adam Cole's got to be super intense. I need the fight right now. Punching security guards call at this point. And, well, it's a big test of his big baby face run. Because, yeah. like, have you seen, I love Cole. Have you seen his tweets about Chris Jericho? No. And it's like, they're very, I'm going to get you. <laughs> and it's a bit, uh, I don't take it seriously. He's a badass. 
Guy's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart as well. So I'll be interested in how Adam Cole can navigate this sort of material. So if you're a baby face, you've got to do it at some point. You've got to appear tough and intimidating and like you're going to kick someone's goddamn ace. And uh, when he types it on Twitter, I don't get it. I don't feel it. Maybe when he talks the threat, Mm. he talks the talk out loud, then maybe I will. I think as well, this could do with being one of them, um, for Cole at least, one of them pre-taped things where it's interspersed with clips from last week yes. without really referencing the segment directly. Edit around the fact that it wasn't that brutal. Like the handcuffs thing, we've had a bit of a joke about. You, it, I didn't see it when I was watching live. So that's easy to edit around, but it was the attack itself that was lacking a little bit. And I don't want to ever hear the audio of Brit going, Austin, Austin, like she's Vincent Mann in 1998 protesting against Stone Cold. I, 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 that was Austin, a- Austin, I'm getting hit with the same kind of weapon shot that happens on the show every week, and yet the fans were expected to take this as an extra serious, yeah. perilous situation. But Calm down, Tony. Clipped up. Calm down, Tony. <laughs> You're doing too much. You've got to stop screwing around. And he... Screwing around too much. <laughs> And he offers out a member of the JAS for a match next week. As well. Why not just Jericho, you know? Oh, he, yeah. He could offer out Jericho and then Jericho could say no. Because... Can, Adam Cole versus Jake Hager. Yeah, but you can have it again. Look, I'll tell you what, they've... Jake Hager till the end of the season. I, they've done well. I know Garcia was part of it, but that wasn't a gauntlet because mm. that one thing came... That was the first step for one. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to see no gauntlets. I think he's done a decent job of saying, right, okay, that's not special. We can revisit it. Yes. But this pay-per-view cycle at least could do without a gauntlet of any kind for me. Uh, finally, I believe this is what JR possibly suggested is going to be the main event on tonight's uh, Dynamite. It's the Butcher and the Blade versus uh, Kanosuke Takeshita and Ken Omega, in their <laughs> words. Can Omega and Takeshita coexist, though? Well, I know you're doing a bit, but... They are going to do a very, very good version of that story. Yes. Beat. It's not can they coexist, it's will they? Kenny Omega, and you'll, it doesn't matter if you haven't seen BTE, I don't either. The Cody and Brody eras for me were number one. Mm. I'm a massive elite nerd, and that's because I'm not a moron. I can infer what's going on <laughs> in their big, epic, continuing story without having to watch much of BTE when it, got more, when it gets more earnest than funny. I'm out. Mm. On it, but regardless, if you do watch BTE, and even if you don't, you'll be able to infer this. And Excalibur will, on commentary, directly give you exposition because it exists in AEW as well. The idea is that Kenny Omega might be defensive about the fact that he got a real lesson in what his body can do or not do in 2021, and he's come back and he's rebuilt, but maybe he's only 80% and not 100 and he realizes that his days of being the actual best bout machine are over. He might be threatened by Takeshita. He might be suspicious of Don Callis' motives to bring Takeshita into the fold. Uh, not that he would even recognize it or like, not that he would even acknowledge it to himself consciously because he's family and all the rest of it. So the idea is that either he's kind of defensive or the thing about the elite is that it's not just a name. They genuinely think of themselves, the characters, as elite. You can't just wander in and get here. Maybe he resents the idea of Takeshita, elite. You know, this is meant to mean something. Mm. Whatever the beat is, and it could be both, because he's very layered as Kenny, I don't think he's going to tag Takeshita in. I think he's going to try and go it alone. And maybe Takeshita can tag in, do what Omega couldn't, and just kick ass. Mm. 
And Omega has to sort of go, right, okay, well, I can't not let him join us or something. There's going to be a really cool story attached to this match, and the action is going to be great. Kenny Omega, the butcher, no one talks about it, but the low-key goat, they had a match in, when was the best time of my life? February 2020, <laughs> where it was the butcher, the blade, and the Lucha Brothers versus Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, and the Young Bucks before Tony Khan decided to do that storyline ad infinitum across <laughs> the entire show when it actually made sense and it wasn't when it was novel um and Kenny Omega work in the butcher was mint Kenny Omega works big men so great and does this bit where he'd probably do tonight where he kind of like goes on from like a, a backpack mm. and then the butcher will just swap him out with thin air by getting his arm and just doing a judo throw over his shoulder that spot looked awesome do it again tonight obvious winners but it's Kenny in a tag match I love him yeah, like this is kind of what I was saying at the start by the best exhibition of the obvious winners, obvious losers thing because the pairings are really cool. Yeah. The are they? Very cool. <laughs> the Butcher and the Blade are one of AW's best acts. Super versatile. Love them. So much Do fun. Do with them. Yeah, like Even so much promo fun. promo time. Like cut promos and build these matches even if 95% of the time you're going to lose. There's nothing wrong in that when you do it in the entertaining way they do. Um, I love Callis just... Calling them Golden Brothers on Twitter as a way to drive the wedge between himself and Kenny further because Kenny can, to Cedric's point, like kind of resent a lot about Takeshita's involvement. It's not just how if he's good enough, it's about who he's not. Is he as too much good? As who he is, or is, is he, he too good? good there's, there's Kenny's egos, there's a there's Kurt Rabushi not being part of this and it being Takeshita instead, because Callis has taken like to him. This idea that by winning here, this will, as far as Don Callis is concerned, rubber stamp that Takeshi should be involved in Anarchy in the Arena, which is maybe not something Kenny Omega was that keen on doing, especially because what's great about that is that if it's four on four, then what Callis is doing is saying, hey, it's like you said, Kenny, you're not into Hangman Page. You want, you've got my guy, Takeshi, and that's going to make Kenny think, actually, do I want Hangman Page? He's going to question that properly for the first time. This is all the good stuff, the detailed stuff. Um, and I just think the match will be absolutely tremendous. So I love, this is probably going to be despite the fact it doesn't have any advertised Blackpool Combat Club stuff, one of the better weeks for the Blackpool Combat Club story because I'm a bit with Sidge on this. I love the matches at the end of the day, but I'm not yet 100% sold on them as heels. I'm not. It I think feels to me... They're inconsistent physically, the Blackpool Combat Club. I get that, like, Moxley, already you can tell he loves being the running-off guy. Now, yeah. he's really starting to lean into that, and that's a lot of fun. But I can't shake this idea that Danielson... Is an avatar for something else. He's CM Punk surrogate. Yeah, he's CM Punk. They're getting surrogate. there. They are getting there. It's getting there. I think it's going to be, become one of those things where it has gone on for so long that you just accept that this is the thing. But I don't think that the face term was adequately explained, and the heel term was adequately explained. And I'm not an idiot who needs to be spoon fed information, but I do need to know what the characters are about. Yeah, certainly. Moxley could have peppered in the promos that he's feeling quite insecure about the loss to Page. That got missed because he's really good at... Yeah. He could have done that very subtle heel turn yeah. where, like, for the first time, you see this doubt flash across Moxley's it, face. It just feels like, right, okay, well, we can draw some bit of juice from the fruit that otherwise is not getting picked between the Elite and CM Punk. Oh, the BCC can be the surrogates. We've had the idea. It's underbaked. And I tell you what, it feels more like the BCC are... This is a problem with a lot of the Elite's big overarching story, which I think is near perfect, but not nothing's ever perfect. You can pick at everything. I'm very pedantic. It feels like the BCC 
have less agency and focus and motive as a set of characters by themselves, and they feel more like um, a way, a device to further the elite story. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. As a lot of people have to be in wrestling yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah. over the years, yeah. Do you think the hug rug makes an appearance? I hope so. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> hug rug is all elite graphic, please, Tony. Yeah. And, uh, and I get the feeling that the intro, because I, I don't really know how long this has been going on, but I don't think it was an accident that they've put Kip Sabian in there. So Kip Sabian's going to do something to put maybe put Don Callis in danger, Omega or Takeshita, or both. What's Kip Sabian doing? He was in the background when you must have got straight on the boys because he's there in the background. Like, yeah, he's he there, Don Callis. Of like, course. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about Kip Sapien. So maybe he does something and you're like, he's like, they're like, get away from Don Callis. And then later on, the Black Bull Combat could just reopen that just horrific yeah. wound on his head just to give you a bit more agency. Just do some off screen stuff with him. Jesus Christ. He's got his head back, isn't it? Did mm. he even get a scar, Callis? He must do. Besides that wound. Is there a is there a thing in this that he's like right? He gets maybe he gets knocked over. Where is this going? You've got a look on your face. I've just had an idea. I don't know. It might be ridiculous, and you shoot it down if it is. But um, some on-screen blading deliberately for once by AEW. So Blackpool Combat Club come in and run past Don Callis, and they just like shoulder him, and he goes down, and then he's like, "Oh, there's an opportunity here." I'm going to blade myself so it looks like they've just reopened the wound. They're like, God, thank God you two together were here to save me. Maybe. That's not that stupid. Hey, no? it's got me put baby. <laughs> I'm on a roll. The original, too, too surprised by that, but okay. It being callous, it, the original terrifying cut, how does all go in? Right, is he working there to create sympathy yeah, for himself? Yeah, yeah. And then you see the video footage of them having to like glue <laughs> bits of his head together. But even, yeah, that's like... Callis, they did that once with the Young Bucks, aren't yeah. they? All right, you didn't super kick me. I did, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> right, let's know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter. At WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Um, Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. The NXT Spring Breaking Dude review is coming away a little bit later on today. <laughs> and our review of this show will drop into your feed tomorrow as soon as it is released. But for now, this has been the AW Dynamite preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.